At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. The 2023 Toronto Blue Jays, everybody, they came out and they did what they do best. They got some of the best pitching. Every relief pitcher who entered this game today, the, the Twins versus the Blue Jays, was fantastic for the Blue Jays. Outside of Gosman having to face Royce Lewis twice and throwing two fa- four-seam fastballs on the inside of the plate and him hitting two home runs, the Blue Jays had fantastic pitching. And that's been the story for 162 games. The Blue Jays not only have one of the best starting rotations in Major League Baseball, they have one of the best relief staffs in Major League Baseball. Their bullpen was fantastic today, not allowing a single run, getting themselves out of many jams. And what happened? The Blue Jays played the hits, and their hit songs are not getting timely hits. The Blue Jays had so many opportunities to cash in runners in scoring position to, hey, maybe you can hit a home run here. Maybe you get lucky with a single and this guy comes home and there's so many opportunities and they did nothing with it because the 2023 Toronto Blue Jays can't hit. They don't have postseason hitting. They can't hang with any team that requires the Blue Jays to score any amount of runs, which is any baseball team they're playing. Let's start at the beginning. We'll, we'll start at the top of the game, and then we're going to run down all the things that happened, and I'm going to complain a lot throughout it. I'm going to be positive in some things with, throughout it, but welcome. I haven't even done the intro to the show that I always do. Welcome to the Jesse Blake Sports Report, whether this is your first time here or your last time here or somewhere in between. I appreciate that you are here right now to watch or listen to me talk about the Toronto Blue Jays dropping game one of the wildcard series to the Minnesota Twins, three to one in Minnesota. Must win game tomorrow. The Blue Jays are back at it in Minnesota. 4.38 Eastern time start. If they lose, they go home. And if they lose tomorrow, the Bo Bichette, Vladdy era of Blue Jays baseball will still be winless in playoff games. They are currently winless. They ended today still winless. This team, this era of Blue Jays baseball has still been unable to win a playoff game and that is such a shame i think john schneider should be fired if they go on to get swept in this series i think i think i've seen enough but that's a whole other conversation that's going to take a lot of time because we need to first talk about this game game started on the worst possible note it could start on walk early on by gosman and 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 gosman looked like he didn't have the stuff right away he was really upset by the baseballs the first thing you notice is that he he can't get a ball that he's satisfied with that he's throwing him back to the umpire trying to get a new baseball and mitch bannon had a tweet after that first inning kevin gosman doesn't like the balls today he's thrown away seven already at least Detective Chris Bassett is on the case in the dugout. He's collected a few of the thrown away ones and is in a lengthy talk with Brandon Belt about them right now. So right away, first inning, we all can see that Gosman 
doesn't have control. His splitter that he uses as his out pitch, his thing is, I'm going to get you to chase my splitter on the outside part of the plate, or maybe I'll get you on the inside, but usually towards the outside of the plate, no matter where the batter is, and he gets batters to chase the splitter. Nobody in the Twins lineup was chasing the splitter at all this game, except for when we got to the fourth inning when he struck out the side, and it was unbelievable. But those first three innings were so shaky for Gosman. I don't know what it was. He wasn't comfortable gripping the ball. Do we do we blame the baseball? I, I'm so lost in that situation because the Twins didn't have a problem with it. You can't blame the baseballs for Gosman's struggles in that first inning. He had the walk, as I mentioned, to start off the game. And then Royce Lewis, who is straight off of the IL, who had a hamstring injury and hasn't played in weeks, hits a home run off of Kevin Gosman. Two nothing twins to start the game. What a rough start. What a deflating start to the game. And, and if you're a Blue Jays fan, you know when they get down, they don't come back. The Blue Jays, this was only a two nothing lead. Eventually it turned into a three nothing lead, but the whole story of this season is the Jays can't get enough hitting to come back in these games. They need to be a front runner or they're done. The last time the Blue Jays came back from a three or more run deficit was July 9th. I've used this stat before in previous podcasts, and it hasn't changed in the week since. They still have not come back from a deficit of three runs or more. It has been since July, which is insane. So let's let's fast forward a little bit. I, I'm only in the first inning where Gosman allows that home run to Royce Lewis, who's coming off the IL, and it's 2 nothing for the Twins. The Blue Jays, by the way, before I even move on from the first inning, I got to mention, they've been outscored 14 nothing in the first inning over the, over the last 12 games. That's from Sportsnet Stats. And they've gone 12 consecutive games without scoring a first inning run. In the second inning, when, when Brandon Belt comes up to bat and, and he's complaining to the umpire about a called strike three on the bottom of the strike zone, it caught some of the strike zone. And that's going to be a point of contention for this game is, is the umpire who was behind home plate was very inconsistent with the strike zone. It was a hard to get a handle of what's going to be a strike at the bottom of the zone and what isn't. But it worked in favor of both teams. I think this is a good time to talk about the strike zone because it's a point of contention for a lot of the fans on social media. It's like, okay, the strike zone was awful, but it also benefited the Jays. We saw it come up later in the game when Alejandro Kirk is up to the plate. There's a clear strike in the middle of the zone and Kirk gets the call. It's a ball. It leads to a walk. It leads to an eventual run. I don't understand how Jays fans at all can complain about the strike zone in this game when they benefited the most from it. Skip ahead to the bottom of the third here. Royce Lewis comes back to the plate. Godsman's still struggling with the grip of the balls at the beginning of the inning. Like He's throwing a lot back to the dugout. He doesn't like them. We get Royce Lewis at the plate. What happens? A very similar four-seam fastball, middle in, catches a lot of the plate. It's over the wall, 3 nothing. Minnesota Twins. And as I gave you the stats off the top of this pod, the Blue Jays, it's been literal months since they've come back from a 3-0 lead. At that point, I was feeling pretty devastated in that situation because I know the Jays don't have what it takes to come back and, and score even a few runs and make this a game. Now hop to the bottom of the inning where Bo 
gets the Jays in the hit column. They get their first hit of the game. And now we get to one of the biggest moments of the game, and that's Bo Bichette blowing by a giant stop sign by the third base coach. He's standing there with his hands up telling Bo, hey, don't go home. He blows by it, hair blowing in the wind while he's blowing by the stop sign, and Bo gets thrown out by a mile at home plate. And to be fair to Bo Bichette, I will give him some slack here in that he was thrown out by a fantastic play by Carlos Carrera. Carlos Carrera comes from out of the picture on the screen. He comes from nowhere, running from the middle of the diamond all the way to third base, bare hands it on the run, throws a strike to home plate to get Bo Bichette. That's what it took to get Bo at home plate. So the idea was correct in that, hey, it took a phenomenal play to get you out, but I don't like it. I don't like that with two outs, this is your decision-making. With two outs and you're on third, we're going to have the bases loaded at that point. I'd rather take my chances with two out, bases loaded, Matt Chapman at the plate. For as bad as Matt Chapman has been, he had a fantastic July, but since that fantastic July and his fantastic first month of the season, Matt Chapman's been pretty bad at the plate. But in that situation, you preserve the base runners You don't take that risk, and the coach is telling you to stop. Bo, you got to listen. I I don't like it. It's a huge base running error in one of the – in the biggest spot of this entire season, and it's so Blue Jays. It's extremely frustrating. If it was a different team, and I stick to the original plot, and I say Carrera had a fantastic play – And that's what it took for Bo Bichette to get thrown out. I stick to that. I stick to that theory if if this is a different team, but it's not a different team. What we've seen out of this team all season long is bad base running decisions. That's what we've seen all season long. So this just adds to the long list of it. And come on, man. You can't make that decision in that scenario. You've been the best hitter all year. The people love you, Bo. I'm trying to cut you some slack, but at this point in the season, it's unforgivable, and and the inning ends there, and that's it for the rally. Top of the sixth inning, we get the Alejandro Kirk called ball. That was a strike right down the middle of the plate. It leads to a walk. It leads to a run for the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are finally on the board, and, and what do they get rewarded for? They get on the board, bunch of guys on base, and Matt Chapman hits a ball that's about, I don't know, six feet away from hitting the wall. Runs are so hard to come by in Blue Jays land. That ball landing a couple feet away from the wall was just incredibly devastating to watch. But you can't, your season can't come down to, hey, you left it up to that extra six feet. The opportunities for this team to get big hits are so few and far between that Yeah, of course it's going to come down to like six feet from the wall because there's no other opportunities because this team doesn't hit. So that's where that's left. The Blue Jays get one run in that inning, and that is it. They were bailed out by the umpire, and they don't take full advantage of it. They get the one run back, and that's all. And in the meantime, in the meantime, the Blue Jays' bullpen has just been shutting down the Twins. 
So in this game, the Blue Jays had out of the pen. They had Swanson. Swanson was great. Tim Mesa was fantastic. Chad Green cleaned up easily in an inning and a quarter's work. Cabrera. Cabrera was fired up on the mound. Jordan Hicks was throwing his heat. He got himself out of a bases-loaded jam. The bullpen tonight, they deserve so much more from the Blue Jays' offense. And like I've said a million times, the offense can't deliver for the bullpen. The last thing we need to touch on from this game is at the top of the eighth inning. And it's the last thing we're going to touch on because it is just Groundhog Day at this point. It is Groundhog Day in Blue Jays land. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hits a double to start the inning. Next up, we get Bo Bichette striking out on three pitches. After that, we get Kevin Biggio getting called out on three pitches. And then Alejandro Kirk grounding out to first base. What a perfect microcosm of the Jays. Lead-off double, and then nothing. I'm just, I'm recycling the same narratives, and we've all seen now 163 of these. We know how it's going to play out, and it played out perfectly in that eight, eighth inning. We, the Jays would go on from there to get nothing in the ninth, and Jordan Hicks had that terrific performance in the uh Bottom of the eighth, getting himself out of a bases loaded jam. And that's it. That's it for the ball game, ladies and gentlemen. The Jays are now one game away from going home. We'll see if they can get something going on Wednesday afternoon. Now, questions from you. I tweeted you if you had any questions about this game. Mr. Wright, the couch GM underscore, asked, why are Toronto sports like this? This is actually so Toronto sports today because the Twins hadn't won a playoff game since 2004. There are actually 0-15 since 2004. It's an incredible thing. And it's so Toronto sports to be the team that allows the other team to break their incredible streak. So I don't know why Toronto sports are like this, Mr. Wright, but Toronto sports are like this. Brandon Faulkner, B. Faulkner19 on Twitter says, do you think Kevin tipped his pitches because it felt that way? It's, in- it's an interesting hypothesis, but I, I'm not sure. I don't think so. I think they just have his number because they know his stuff. The Twins this season have been hitting Kevin Gosman. They've been, they've been getting to him each time he's been out there, but we've seen flashes of him having command of the zone and then looking good out there, like that fourth inning, his last inning in the, in the game where he struck out the side. We've seen flashes of it not being entirely true, so I don't know if that's enough evidence for it not to be true, but there's something about the Twins and Gosman. There's a there there. I just don't know if, if it's the t- tipping pitches thing. It's interesting. It's something to keep an eye on. Well, I guess there's there's no more time to keep an eye on that. We're not going to see him face the Twins again next year. We'll get back to it next year. Maple Leaf Soup writes, who is the hero tomorrow? Which Jay puts the team on his bat? I hope the hero tomorrow is the offense because the Jays go out and the offense wakes up when it wakes up every now and again. Everybody will be the hero there because they're going to get the defense and the pitching. That is confirmed. It's just any amount of offense 
And it needs to be a team effort at this point. It can't be one guy trying to muster up four runs. We need a seven-run performance tomorrow. That's what I'm hoping for out of the the hero performance. I want a seven-run showing. I want eight runs on the board. I want a giant crooked number from the Jays. And that's what I need. And that's where we'll leave it for today. Thank you for being here. You could have been anywhere in the world. But you chose to be here watching or listening to this podcast right now. And I appreciate you. I will see you again tomorrow to hopefully be looking forward to a game on Thursday between the Twins and Jays. Let's see. We'll cross our fingers, Jays fans. And it's been it's been a groundhog day of a season. And that is how it's done. The Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. Jesse Blake, the guy that likes to hear his name twice in one sentence. Sure, I know him. No, he doesn't have an ego at all.